Welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. My name is Melissa Torito. And I am Maggie Robinson. And this is a podcast with with no no agenda. We would love if you guys would subscribe to the podcast and that way you never miss a new episode. Additionally, when you subscribe, if you could rate and review, we would really appreciate that as well. We are also on social media, both Instagram and Facebook, so please give us a follow at Louisiana Ladies Podcast. And Maggie? You can reach us at our email address, louisianaladiespodcast at gmail.com. All right, everyone, we're back with another episode of Louisiana Ladies. This is episode three. It's very easy for me to keep count so far since we're only on the third episode for 2022. We have a guest in person. It is Dr. Keta Patel Amin. Am I saying that right? Perfectly. Just, just, I mean, how long have we been talking? Five minutes and I'm already in love with her. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, we've got Maggie here. Say hey, Maggie. Hey, everyone. And Lainey. Hey. <laughs> Lainey the, is in the our background producer. <laughs> uh, she pops in every once in a while. So um, we're going to go ahead and get right into this. And I will say Dr. Ketta reached out to us to be a guest on the podcast. How did you hear about the podcast? Just out of curiosity. So I was just looking up on Instagram um, on local podcast because I was trying to look for ways on how I can let people know I exist. Yeah. <laughs> and what I have to offer, you know, because I'm very proud of what I'm able to help my patients with. And I just want a way, I wanted a way to figure out how I can do it in mass. Yes. I love So to the listeners, if you would like to be a guest, please don't be shy to reach out. It's great. I feel like every person that's reached out, we've eventually ended up booking. Now, I think it was like, I think when you reached out, I was like, oh, we're booked for a couple of months. Yeah. But thank you so much for being here, Dr. Ketta. My pleasure. Thanks can't, for having me. I can't wait to, to dig into this. So just where are you from? So I'm originally uh, from Houston. Okay. And moved to Baton Rouge in 2006 okay. after getting married. Okay. So since then, I've been here and I'm loving it. You love Baton Rouge? I love Baton Rouge. Do you like it better than Houston? No. Okay. Initially, if you had asked me, you know, the first maybe four or five years, no. I missed Houston. I missed the big road driving and, you know, my friends, my family. But now I'm just like, I don't want to go back there. Yeah. I love it here. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Good. Okay. So let me ask you this. What... Did you kind of always know that you wanted to go into the medical field or the medical profession? You knew that even at a young age? I like did. It wasn't like you were a little girl and you're like, I want to be a doctor. It was like, no, I really want to be a doctor. <laughs> I did. And it's it's a funny kind of story. So my um, maternal grandfather, um, he was a medical school professor. So I've always kind of had that liking going into health field. And as I grew older and older, you know, I was like, okay, yes, that is what I want. And it just so happened and... It's kind of superstitious, but one of my mom's friend's father can read um, the palm, the palm reader. And he's like, well, she's going to do something where it's going to be healing with hands. And I'm like, well, okay. And then next few years, high school, you know, college, and one thing led to the other. And I decided to become a chiropractor. And guess what? Chiropractor is healing with hands. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is wonderful. And so that's how my journey started. So I kind of always had that feeling that I wanted to help people feel better. That was my goal. Like I wanted to make people feel better. And one way I knew I could do that is to get into the health field. Okay. So are you considered a chiropractor now? Yes. That's what you did. That's, That's your focus. Yes. Okay. But it seems like you focus on helping women. Yes. So, um, as a chiropractic physician, I can help anyone, male and female, with their aches and pains and all kinds of ailments. But over the year, even after that, well, I should say in 2015 and on, I started to kind of reroute myself or or it was like something was missing. I knew I could do more than just chiropractic. And life events kind of led me to the arena of functional wellness, functional medicine. Mm -hmm. 
So um, my mom was my inspiration, of course, with her health deteriorating um, and doctors just couldn't figure out what was going on. And a year, year and a half, like it took them one specialist after the other. And I, I saw how things changed drastically, mentally, emotionally, physically, and I hated seeing that. And so it was like a quest, like I had to find something that I could help her with. But in doing so, I found this, I fell in love with functional wellness. So I said, I'm going to pursue this. So I enrolled in the Functional Medicine University, and here I am. But then also things happened with my own health that led me to really get into this saying, okay, I've really made a big difference in my health. I've got to show other women because women are more prone to get thyroid issues and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I figured through my journey, I can help and influence so many people, especially specifically women. And that's why I said women. But I really, I can help men and women. You can help men and women. So I guess, you know, is there a point, I don't know if there's going to there's gonna be an actual answer to this as I'm thinking about, but is there a point in somebody's health journey that they... You know, the tradition, the functional medicine is not like traditional medicine to me is me to me is, okay, I've gone to the doctor, I have a sinus infection, they give me a cortisone shot and a pack, and I just go on my merry way. And I actually talked to a doctor while I was at this conference, which I'm sure this is so annoying for doctors. I'm like, oh, you're a doctor. Um, And so, of course, I'm trying to solve my own, my own problem right now. But um, he had told me, he said, he was a pediatrician and he had said, a lot of times we end up giving medicine because that's just what people want. But at the end of the day, that's not actually what cured them. The body ended up curing them. And he was like, but you know, some people, they want a pack and a steroid shot. And you know, as, as long as it's within, yeah, I think you can only have so many steroid shots a year or mm-hmm. something. He's like, then we just give it. And he goes, and, and ultimately we're literally just doing that because that's what that person thinks is going to get to the bottom of it. So I kind of want to dig into that a little bit, just that concept, right? I mean, you say on here that the body knows how to heal itself as long as you give it what it needs. And yes. so I guess what, what exactly does that mean? So I'm going to, I'm going to um, do the example. Yes. Right? So if you have a plant and the plant's dying, are you going to go immediately thinking, well, I need to put some chemicals in there? I need to put some miracle grow in there. Or are you going to try to think, well, maybe did I overwater it? Or does it need more water? Does it need more sunlight? Do I need to change the soil? So there are two different aspects, right? One is you're going to strictly try and do something to cover up but not finding why did the plant start dying, the root cause of it. So what I do is get to the root cause, is why did this person even have this issue to begin with? Um, covering up, and I'm not against prescription drugs, they have their time, you know, place in our journey, but at the same time, you also should always, always, always try and look for why did this happen? Symptoms are our body's way of telling us something deeper is going on, right? So to ignore it or to cover it up is the worst thing you can do. So your body knows what it needs to do to heal, but you need to give it the right sunlight, the soil, and water. Okay. And for us, it's, have we been sleeping okay? Have we been eating the right foods? Have we been drinking water? Have we been more mindful of things and be, you know, giving ourselves some grace and not so high on, like, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, or, like, fast pace, adding more and more stressors, right? It's it's just like... They're looking at me because I'm high strung, high stress all the time. I mean, like, good God, girls. I mean, yeah. both Maggie and Lainey are like, oh, she's describing Melissa. Go ahead. <laughs> so that's it. So, like, you have to look deeper inside and go, am I really taking care of my body? Because it can only take so much before it starts to scream. By that, I mean the symptoms. It says, I need help. Slow down. Do something. You know, take, take a step back. Ease up. So when you start providing your body that basic foundation, those basic foundations like sleep, drinking water, you know, meditating, you know, a lot of people say, um, I've got to work out every day. I used to be one of those. I really did. I mean, seven okay. days a week. Once again, they are both looking at me. <laughs> Keep was, going, Dr. Yeah. This is enlightening. <laughs> I mean, literally... We would go out to eat. I've already gone workout. We would go out to eat. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I got to burn those calories. I was that obsessed. Mm-hmm. To I've been where like I that. had to realize, no, no, no. I'm actually harming my body even more. 
a lot of my patients when they come in, they're shocked when I tell them back away from workout. And you're like, but I'm trying to lose weight. No, back away from workout. Because sometimes, even though it's a good stress, I mean, it's, you're working out, you're trying to make your body healthier, it's still a stress. So when your body's already under so much stress and trying to cope with it, and you're giving it more stress, good or bad, it's still going to not like it. And it's going to, again, show with all these illness. Dang. I wish we could film. Drop. I wish we could film Maggie right now looking at me. Okay, because <laughs> I think uh, I've been telling you this like, huh? for a little while now. Yeah, but you're not a doctor. She's a doctor. No, I'm not. But I'm, you're validating me. Absolutely. <laughs> so yes, 100%. Probably, make appointment with Dr. Kat. Okay. Um, you mentioned something about your mom's journey and going to specialist after specialist after specialist. Mm-hmm. Hearing you talk, it's like I can just go to you and figure out what's well that what's was gonna, going on that was going to be that was my question before I completely digress my question is when do people kind of look up and say I need to, I need to try a different route this is not working would you say most people go the traditional route first okay they so, do yeah so and it's okay I mean that's how we're you know born and I mean raised to know that hey we're sick we go to the doctors and see what they can do but as you're going through their treatments with the traditional doctors, question yourself, okay, why is this not resolving? Yes, it's so being healthy is not just about getting great numbers on your lab work, on your lab work, right? It's about saying, well, yeah, I have good numbers because I'm on medication. What can be done so that I can't, I don't have to rely on medication? So as you're on there, start looking into things that functional wellness practitioners have to offer, you know, um, where they they can help you figure out what's the root cause. And that's when start that you start seeing the changes. So when I see a patient, I never tell them to get off medication. They continue to take their medication as they start to follow my guidance and doing things and changing their lifestyle habits, the way they eat, their relationship with food, all of those things. And accountability obviously I'm there to help them and guide them but as they start to do all of those things they start noticing a huge change in their health and they report back to their doctors and go I'm actually feeling well or a diabetic can say well my my I checked my insulin is super low or doctors can say well come in and we need to check well you're getting better I need to cut it down cut it down to where maybe they might not need any Mm. Same thing with blood pressure. So any of these chronic illnesses, totally stay on the medication, but start doing other things foundationally to create this health inside. And then in turn, it'll kind of reflect back to where you can say, I don't need this medication anymore. So how many times, I mean, do you feel like for the most part when people follow, I'm assuming you kind of have a protocol or some guidance for them, right? And if they adhere to the protocol with you keeping them accountable, there's going to be some improvement to an extent, right? Um, So can you give us an example of what are the most common, for lack of better words, ailments that people come in with? Curious about that. So for me, um, initially when I started about three three and a half, almost four years ago, wow. Um, when I started to see wellness patients, I said, I can see anybody, diabetic, blood pressure, cholesterol, hormonal issues. I've niched, uh, niched down to thyroid and weight loss now. But like I mentioned earlier, I can still see any of these patients who have other ailments too. Because just because my thyroid patient come in for thyroid doesn't mean they don't have other things going on. So when I say foundation, I mean foundations that we correct that will help with any chronic illness. I just happen to focus more on thyroid and weight loss, but it will help a diabetic. It will help somebody who has uh, PCOS or endometriosis, whatever it is, it's going to help because we're providing your body what it needs. Okay. So when you say thyroid, you mean like underactive or overactive thyroid? Underactive. Underactive, underactive thyroid. Because thyroid. that's the most common. Okay. Thyroid. And of course, related to that 90% plus people who have hypothyroidism, also have the autoimmune factor, which is the Hashimoto's, which is what I have too. So it's, I feel more relatable to thyroid because I have it myself and I've gone through the journey. That's, I actually think that is 
crucial. And let me just tell you why, okay? Because I, I'm just, I don't want to insult anyone, but like, you know, when a doctor prescribes something to me, let, well, we'll just say like my gastroenterologist, it wasn't her, it was a nurse practitioner. She wanted to, me to do this certain test once a month. That is not a pleasant test. We won't talk about it on the podcast. But when I looked at her, I said, would you do this once a month? You know, or like when she wants me to have a colonoscopy, you know, like every year, I'm like, would you have a colonoscopy every year? I'm not saying it's like, I shouldn't. It's just, I get frustrated with doctors when they're not going through the same thing that I'm going through, you know, and I get it. They Clearly they can't go through everything, but I just think the fact that you like recognize that you can relate to people because you went through it and that, yes, you can talk to people. You could talk to me about Crohn's, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you have, you have the knowledge to be able to do that. I really do think that that's, um, I don't know. I think that's um, a game changer. Yeah, that's a game changer. Because people probably feel really comfortable because you really can be like, I get it. You know, if they're frustrated or if they're frustrated on a weight loss journey or, you know, they can't sleep or whatever's going on with them, you can probably relate to it, you know, as opposed to just telling them what you you think that they should do because you read it. (laughs) Something like that. And, And that's very true. And that is one of the reasons why I was, you have mentors myself. And that's what they told me. So I get that you need to niche down because... If you really want to, you know, from the heart and authentically help people, this is how it's going to work for you is because you've gone through the journey. And it's been, it's a rather emotional journey too, you know, where not being able to spend time with kids because all you're thinking is, I want to sleep all day. I just want to sleep. I'm driving with my kids, you know, picking them up from school and they're talking and I'm not there. I'm just, I just want to sleep. So and, and, and so that's there. Obviously, you can't do that as a mom. You can't just go home and, okay, I'm just going to take a nap. You still have to keep going. Yeah. You know, and that doesn't help your health even, you know, it makes it even worse. But then to see that one day you come home, you know, and one of your child recognizes that mommy's not happy, you know, and that's, uh, it can be, it can be hard. Yeah. You know, because you feel like you're doing a good job covering it up and you're going and doing things. But when they come up to you, you're like, mommy. And that's that's something I've actually opened up about more recently. And because I think people need to hear about that because a lot of people have so many similar stories. I hear that in my patients' voices and when they talk to me, it's like, oh my gosh, yes, this is so true. And I don't want for my kids to feel like mommy's not happy or mommy's not there yeah I want to be present and that's what I got back it all took is my decision saying I'm taking my health in my hand I'm tired of hearing your lab's normal and then it's it's like this script right I've heard so many times other practitioners say yes have you heard this your lab's normal you feel like you know crap crap." yeah I've heard that and I've heard that from my patients too and it's so true and I don't want to hear that that's why I mentioned earlier being healthy is not just having an, a, a you know perfect lab work. It's about how you feel. Because I felt horrible, but every time I'm, everything is normal, keep taking your thyroid medication, and I'm like, but I'm not losing weight. I'm I keep gaining weight. I haven't changed anything about my eating. I haven't changed. I mean, like the things change. So what is going on? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not getting any younger, or you have kids. What do you expect? And I'm like, no. I, I don't, I don't want to accept that, but I had to, and I was losing hope until like that moment, that specific day, one of my, my younger one ran up to me and he, he literally hugged me and he went, mommy, are you happy in this little voice? And, I'm like, oh, no. and I literally, and it's, it's, if you go on my website, I, that story is in there. You know, I, I ran to the closet because I didn't know how to answer him. And I went in, I cried, and it was like I needed to do that. Came out, and I'm like, all right, I know what to do. You know, there's, there's a lot of emotions where guilt, embarrassment, because I'm sitting here helping my patients get better, but I didn't do anything about that for myself. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I, I have to do it. And that was it. That was, that was it. And it was taking that control, seeing how much it changed in a matter of a couple of months. And that's when it was like, okay, this is my mission. I've got to do this. Wow. I've got to tell people that the answer is there. There is hope. And that's important. So I can tell you, I also have pretty good 
pretty good lab work, which is annoying <laughs> because, you know, I was trying, but I do think sometimes like me personally, whenever I had all my blood work done, you know, and, and I've said this on the podcast, you know, I'm, I'm a type A plus person. I'm a business owner. I'm an overachiever. I'm, I'm a lot. I'm just a lot, all right? I wear myself out. I do not have any children. My husband and I do not have any children. But, you know, I still have not really felt at optimal health for probably years, right? I've had trouble sleeping. I ha- I do have my Crohn's under control for the most part. I do I do exercise probably too much. I feel like if you asked me, you would be like, you're doing too much, Melissa. You know, I try to eat right, but I still get frustrated in certain instances. Like, why can't I sleep? I should be able to sleep. You know, why do I feel tired all the time? You know? And so even though it's kind of counterintuitive since I have so much energy, but like, I get what you're saying, like on the inside, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like you just know, you don't need lab work. Again, I'm not a doctor. This is not medical advice, but I don't feel like you need lab work to tell you if you feel like crap, if you feel like crap, you feel like crap. And a lot of times I do feel like some medical practitioners will kind of just say, well, again, you're la- they kind of dismiss you. Your lab works fine. There's nothing we can really do. You know, you're getting older. Well, no shit, I'm getting older. But that, does that mean I have to feel like crap every day? You know, so like, so like you tell me I keep getting older. I'm like, I'm only 40 people, you know. I'm not, <laughs> I feel like that's youthful, you know. So, um, so when somebody comes in to see you, can anybody tell that I'm actually asking these questions for myself as well? <laughs> so when somebody comes in to see you, I'm assuming you have like a, probably a pretty deep discussion or questionnaire, you know, about what's going on, right? I do. Um, so typically the way I do it is they get on a phone call. It's a 15-minute discovery call um, where we chat, you know, what their goals are, what they want, you know, to achieve. And then I, based off of there, I can say, okay, this is how my programs can help you. And if that's something um, that they want, and that's the kind of approach they want, the next step would be to do a one-on-one consult in person. Um, obviously, they're open to do a Zoom as well, but I prefer in person. It's a 60-minute um, consult. Before that appointment, um, immediately, as soon as we get that appointment set up, they get a form. It's online. It's about 300-plus questionnaire. They're fun to answer. They're, it doesn't seem like it's 300-plus, okay. but it literally takes... Uh, the patient through head to toe every single system in their body. The questioners pertain to different systems in your body. So when I get that report and I tell them, I say, I need at least 24 hours before your appointment. You have to submit it back because I want to sit there, take my time, understand what's going on. So that when we meet, I'm not wasting time going, um, no, I know exactly what's going on. And then we know what to do about it. And that's what we discuss. And at that point, they say yes or yes. Oh, yes or yes. Yes or yes. Most of the time, yeah. Yes. Do you ever get somebody that tells you no? Yeah, you do? It's possible. There's times where I say no. Oh. Um, Just not because I can't help them. A lot of times, if I say no, that's because I don't see the commitment level, right? I'm there as their guidance, their guide, their cheerleader, you know. But in the end, they're going to be the ones doing the work. Mm -hmm. So if they're not coachable, and if I see that, if I sense that, then that's going to be a big red flag because then they're not going to follow through. They won't get the results because there's questioning or, you know, they have excuses for everything. And it will reflect on me because I didn't help her. And so to avoid that situation, I, I want to help everybody. But if I know that if that person's not committed, then... It's not worth it. Yeah, it's, it's not, not good. They have to be ready. And I won't say I can't help you. What I say is, at this point, I don't think you're ready for my services. And here's why. So what is what is the program? I mean, we don't, clearly don't want to get into details, but I guess, is it like a couple of month program with weekly check-ins? Yes. Okay. So it's a 12-week program. Okay. Where the first six weeks are where you are making some major changes. And the later six weeks is when we're doing more of the lifestyle aspect. Now let's do add this to, back in your lifestyle. Let's add this to your eating habits and things like that. But you do that in a strategic way so that you can also figure out what the triggers are. So I help you uh, figure out the triggers uh, in your body that's causing you to have certain reactions, whether it be bloating, whether it be 
rash because that's your body of way of saying, oh, I didn't like that. Whatever you did, I didn't like that. So we work on getting your body in the optimal state in the first six weeks. Okay. Right? It, it, you know, we get it to work like it's meant to, 100%. And after that, when we start putting things back in, now your body's like, mm-mm, I don't want it. And you'll start seeing certain, certain, um, I guess, headaches and things like that. So that shows you. And I'm assuming people are like kind of documenting this journey along yes. the way, right? Okay. So that's part of part of the program too. So they get access to an online portal, which is HIPAA compliant. So we can chat through that. They can post their meals. They can. I get to monitor what's going on, and I get to know them really, really well because their sleep, bowel movement, what they ate. Everything is documented. As much as they put it on there, I don't force them, but I encourage them. Whatever you put on there, I look at it. And so I can see, oh, well, let's not do this. Or everything is great. Keep doing it. Um, they can put their weight, everything. So I can monitor their their transformation and go accordingly. Every week, I also say, get have a touch point, whether it's via the chat through the portal, whether it be a quick phone call, email, Whatever it is, I want to know what's going on. I like that interaction with patients. Um, I also encourage at least once a month to do a one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. So then again, we can talk about what's going on. I want to be there to support them so that they will be successful and their questions get answered. And they're not just left like, here's the manual. Um, there's some recipes in there and, um, you know, I'll see you in 12 weeks. Okay. Yeah, that's I'm, scary. Yeah. yeah. So I'm there. If they need lab work, I can go ahead and order that too. So we order, or I like to order the functional labs, which is basically, you know, not the normal ranges. I want to see where you stand as far as your optimal ranges, where mm -hmm. you should be. Not compared to sick people, but compared to healthy people, where you should be. And that's where we want to get you close. Yeah, I actually, I had worked with, um, I called him a health coach. He was actually our guest last week. And so I worked with him in the fall and he had mentioned on labs that, um, and again, he, he told me, he's like, I'm not a doctor. I have a mentor, but this is just what I've seen that doctors will say, um, you're, everything is normal, but it's not optimal. They won't ever say it's not optimal. They'll just put you in this range of it being normal. But I guess just because that's normal for whatever data they're comparing it to to create this normal range doesn't mean that it's necessarily normal for you yeah right yeah. so that normal typically is normal within the people who have that that issue right so if they'll for thyroid they'll take a pool of patients who have thyroid and where they sit normally that's the normal that we get compared to not where where's this where's somebody who's healthy where's their numbers that's what we want to be compared to. Hmm. That's interesting. You know, medical doctors, they became a doctor because they wanted to help. So right. it's not that they their heart is in the right place. A lot of times with the time amount of time they have per patient, that dictates how much they can learn about that patient. If they're only given five, ten minutes, there's only so much they can do. So it's, oh, it's almost like, tell me what's going on, and if I can match your symptoms with a diagnosis so that I can give the medication. Boom. Right. So it's, you know, mostly all, you know, so many of my family members are medical doctors. So I get it that they're not trying to harm people. Yes. They're limited to what they can do because a lot of times insurance can dictate yeah. what they can, cannot prescribe or, or order and things like that. Um, insurance also dictates how much time they spent with each patient. So it's just, it's hard. It's not that they don't want to help. They just don't have the right education when it comes to nutrition and, and the lifestyle habits that people can change, that aspect of it. So they basically do what the best they can do. Yeah. No, and I'm, again, that's not, not knocking the traditional doctors. I'm just saying that, you know, I, I, some of it sometimes, sometimes is the patient. And like that pediatrician said, it's what yep. the patient wants. The patient wants medicine, you know. Fix. They want a quick fix. Yes, that's you know. it. And we all do. I mean, that's just, I feel like that's human nature. We all want instant gratification. And look, I know I'm, if I have a terrible sinus infection, I know a steroid shot in my butt is going to decrease that inflammation or whatever it's going to do and make me feel better. That's I mean, like, go for it. You right? know, I'm like, if I know it's going to work. <laughs> I've done that myself too. It's like, hey, we need to function. I need to, yeah. I need to do something about this and go for it. Yeah. But if it keeps happening repeatedly, Chronic. then you're like, well, something's going on. Maybe I need to fix something then so that I won't get this 
sinus infection over and over. Yeah, so that's kind of, would you say that you treat more patients with, you know, a chronic type condition or something that kind of, so somebody that might have a, I mean, I know your focus is on uh, thyroid and weight loss, but like even like a chronic sinus infection or something like that, you know, I think at some point you can only medicate yourself so much. Yeah. Yeah. And so I would think that's, that's probably when people come to you as well and nothing else is working. Chronic, any kind of chronic illness. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and what about just kind of in general autoimmune disorders? Because all of those are chronic. I mean, do you see autoimmune? I do. Um, again, mainly Hashimoto's. Okay. And a lot of GI patients um, I've been getting lately. So, so far, that's been my, um, I guess, majority of the patients is Hashimoto's, hypothyroidism, and, and gut issues. Yeah. Gut issues are a real deal. I mean, you yes. go to the digestive center off of Jefferson. I mean, it's like packed. It's like a party in there. You know, I'm like, good God, people have digestive issues. Good mm-hmm. Lord. And a lot of it, like going back to the stress, right? The stress affects your gut so much and it keeps happening over time. Then you're not going to have enough good soldiers to fight those bad things. Yeah. And it's going to suffer. And then you're going to have leaky gut. And then from there, you're going to have autoimmune. And then it just goes down. So interesting fact. Your, um, for your thyroid to um, convert its hormones from T4, which is inactive, to T3, which is active, you need liver and gut to function optimally because liver converts the hormones. 60% of those hormones get converted by the liver and 20% by the gut. So total 80% between the two organs. So oh, wow. those organs are like, you know, down. Guess what? Thyroid's not. Thyroid could be completely healthy and producing the hormone, which is T4. It's the body, that the other organ that is meant to convert a hormone into active, they're not functioning well. So wow. that could be the problem. So there's so much that goes on um, in our body and how things work out. So it's just finding all those. So I sometimes feel like a detective. Yeah, I was about well, to say. So you probably was thinking, did you create this 300-question questionnaire? No. Okay. No, I didn't. <laughs> they're... they're, they're um, Gosh, what I call it, my root cause assessment form. So, no, I did not create them. I'm thinking, that's, that probably took a long time to create. <laughs> no, no. We, we get help. We get help with that. So, it's I am part of a mentorship that has more nearly 300 people from different backgrounds. So, it's not just chiropractors. It's naturopathic doctors, cardiologists, medical doctors who now chosen to convert their practices into functional wellness. So, health coaches. It's a lot of us. And we come together. Our goal is to really, we don't see each other as competition. We want to help each other because there's so much need for us. Oh, yeah. So that helps to hear and get, oh, this, you know, so that's how I found out about these questionnaires. And I'm like, well, I can really use this, you know, and very beneficial. And I love it because instead of me having, I used to have a thick packet of questionnaire health history forms. And now I'm like, nope, this is all I need because it gives me the whole picture. Can you give us an example of what one of these questions is? So, um, they're simple. So, they're questions that you you might have seen at your typical doctor's visit, too. But the way they're, these are broken down into systems. So, it could be questions like, um, how often do you urinate at night? Or, um, how do you feel right after you eat? Or, right before you eat? Questions like, do you sleep all night or do you have to wake up frequently? Um, do you crave sugar? Do you crave salty food, spicy food, different things? So it goes really in depth that because deep. Yeah. cravings can also lead us to specific hormonal imbalances. So it's about under like figuring all this out and, and you know, putting it together. Yeah. Calculating and be like, oh, okay, so we have stuff going on in all the, the whole system, all the systems, but let's focus on the top four or five. Like what's showing up as more repetitively? How's your sugar, um, like how's your body able to break down the sugar? And we get that through these questionnaires. Like you definitely have an issue with sh- breaking up your sugar, you hmm. know, or you have um, issues with nutritional absorbing the nutrients that you eat from food so yeah that gives you an idea okay well, i'm gonna ask you this and um what about um infertility do you ever see patients for infertility yeah often just because again hypothyroidism Hashimoto's infertility so they're kind of all con- there they can be they're all con- connected con- yeah 
Well, I don't know. You know, I just feel like, uh, again, my husband and I, we made the decision to not have children, but I, I feel like I know more friends. And I mean, I, most of my friends have either had babies at this particular point or not, but I feel like just so many of them went through a hard time. Mm-hmm. And I've always kind of wondered if that's always been the case, like back in the day where there are these issues, do we think about it too much? Is there a whole bunch of shit in our food that could be causing it? You know, is it our, you know, is it the fact that now it's like, instead of waking up and like hunting and gathering and like walking and doing all of these things and being in the sunlight, do get in our car, go to work, drop the kids off, stress, stress, stress. And then it's like, well, I'm trying to have a baby and I'm trying to have a baby and I'm trying to do this. You know, I'm just wondering, like, I feel like that has to have something to do with it. You're right there. Yeah. So it's habits and what we eat, right? So chemical stressors, food we eat, emotional, because we're always stressed, stressed, stressed on the go. And of course, because of our lifestyle that we have right now, we barely spend time outside in the sun. I love it when you said, we're not outside in the sun. Yes, Um, getting that vitamin D has a major role, right? So when you wake up in the morning or throughout the day, spend at least 20 minutes outside in the sun. Get that vitamin D because, especially in the morning, because that starts your sleeping cycle, right? When you get enough vitamin D, your body produces, now is able to produce the melatonin that helps you sleep at night. So I always tell patients, like, if you want to sleep well, it starts in the morning. Hmm. You got to start in the morning by getting that sunlight. So your body's like, oh, okay, well, it, it's morning, I'm awake, and it triggers certain specific hormones. And from that, at, in the evening time, now you're prepared, you should prepare your body to go to sleep by dimming the lights, not having the overhead lights and things like that. So I teach, this is the kind of, these are the types of things I teach. And in the, in the 12 weeks, at that point, they've gotten to a point where it's become their new habit. So, like so it's lifestyle changes. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's the yeah. lifestyle plays a major role. So, yes, these issues were there back years ago. They're just worse now because of our lifestyle. You know, I can tell you what to eat, but if you don't change your lifestyle habits, it's not going to stay. Yeah. You'll go right and sometimes a mindset too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I do think that... If anything, that COVID and kind of like the shutdown, I think it just showed everyone like, Jesus, we were busy. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and unfortunately, we basically got right back to where we were. You know what I mean? Like, okay, now we're just back up. Now everybody's calendar is full and we're all all, trying to make it up. Doing the rat race, you know. So I think this is really super educational, um, especially for our listeners and honestly myself. And I think girls pretty, pretty inspiring. Um, So... You know, one of the things that you said is, in terms of advice for our listeners, is, you know, don't wait until you have a disease to do anything about it. Be proactive about your health and always keep the hope alive. So I guess, what do you kind of mean by that statement? So, you know, a lot of times we keep, we're seeing these symptoms, our body's screaming at us saying, okay, you're getting headaches every morning, or you need coffee mid-afternoon, because otherwise you can't keep going for the rest of the day. These, so don't keep pushing on these symptoms. Like, listen to your body. Don't wait till something major happens and you're like, oh, shucks, now I need to go see a doctor because mm-hmm. something's got to, you know, something's going on. Don't wait until that. Start listening to your body it's, it, and then start to be more proactive and changing certain habits or find ways to say, why is this happening and what can I do about this? Why am I needing coffee? I shouldn't need coffee to keep going. You know, something's going on. So we, saying proactive is just do something about it and and don't let the the symptoms keep going on and on and on and ignore them don't ignore your symptoms yeah i like that because they're telling you something and i think um i guess i kind of said something about like journaling but i think writing them down is probably helpful for people because we kind of lose track of things you know like I'll lose track of things, uh, like if I've had a couple of headaches a week or whatever, and it could be because my hor- I do notice like my, when my hormones certain times of the cycle, I can be like, oh man, I'm just yeah. all out of whack, you know, um, or sleeping, you know, one of the things that in terms of my insomnia that I have never like committed to is just writing down a journal, like when are the, when, when are the nights that I sleep the best, when are the night, or like writing down, like I slept yeah. really good. I could, but your question about do, how many times do you wake up in the middle of the night? I probably wake up three or four times in the middle of the night. Yeah. And sometimes I go back to sleep and sometimes I don't. Yeah. Um, it's been a years, years of me trying to figure this out, by the way. I haven't 
just yet. Yeah, a lot of times waking up, um, not you know, like, of course, somebody who has diabetes, you know, they have they're frequently having to get, get up and go to the bathroom. But if you're not, it could also signal you could be pre-diabetic because a lot of times when you have insulin imbalances or sugar breakdown issues, you can also have that two waking up around two or um, three in the morning and your body's like wide awake, and it's because of that sugar imbalance. Mm, wow. So it's a lot of different things that you can realize if you just try to you know, get a seat for those answers. Yeah, and to kind of tune into Why is this happening? Yeah. Darn it. Tune into your body. Yeah, and then the hope, like I said, you know, with my mom, she was this lively person, always, you know, happy to help people, cooking, gardening, for her to become this person who barely trusted any doctors. It was just like she sat in one side of the sofa, you know, because she was just so, like she lost trust and hope. Like, I don't think anybody can help me. I'm, maybe I'm dying kind of thing. Mm-hmm. To like, you should not lose hope because things, she's still alive and she's doing well, right? I felt hopeless too at a point and be like, I guess this is how I'm going to have to live. I'm just going to be miserable and keep, I'm going to keep gaining weight. I have no, you know, this is how it is. To still, like, I said I was hopeless, but I know I had a little bit of hope. And that's what got me to where I'm at right now. So nobody, I want people to always stay hopeful. There's always a way. Even if they get frustrated. That's it. Frustrating, too. That's it. Uh, Okay, so you wanted to shout out to your amazing patients and your husband. So tell us about a little bit about your husband. So my husband, he actually works across the street at KMD. Okay, Um, he's one of one of their research lead research scientists. He's a physicist. Um, He also has his own company, Titan Source One, um, that he came about during the lockdown. Oh, he uh, put together this UV um, lantern that's being used at several hospitals now to kill. The COVID SARS virus, which is amazing. Um, so he's doing, he's the brainiac. Um, sorry, I haven't heard that on the news. Go ahead. Yep. It was. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> was I'm on, throwing that out there because I just haven't heard. I yeah, that sounds like okay. some good news. So yeah, it was on, it was um, last year. It was on, he was on the news because they interviewed him and um, one of the hospital um, management person and how much they're loving it. But yeah, it's amazing. amazing. So. He's got so many different technologies, but he has been through my side no matter what. I had ups and downs, of course, you know, as an entrepreneur, it's it's rough. Um, and it's still rough at some point, you know, because it's like, how do I people, you know, like I want people to know about this, but it's hard to change that mindset. But he has been there, like no matter what. And he's never said no to me. I love it. Well, that's never that, said there no to me. There you go. <laughs> and he's like... You know, I can count on him, and I love him. Yeah, that's amazing. So, How long have y'all been married? Sixteen years. Oh, so same with yes. me and my husband. Uh, yeah, been married sixteen years 16 too. Sixteen years. Okay, yeah. and you have you have two kids. I have two boys. Two boys. Um, six and almost ten. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Arn and Nuksh, and gosh, I love them. <laughs> They're also my inspiration because they love everything I put out. They like to read my post they if I have a video that I put out they like to watch mommy's video and they're learning it is so cool like we were talking about um sleep and and you know journaling and things so I'm wearing this this is a measuring ring but I just ordered myself an aura ring well that's okay please talk about that uh Patrick my husband Patrick I need you to listen to this Patrick (laughs) has asked me my husband he's like hey have you heard of the aura ring and do you think it works and all these things so can you let's talk about this yeah okay so beneficial um Basically helps you measure, and I'm just gonna put it in simple terms. Yeah, where everything you've done throughout the day it measures your sleep, your eating, your activity level, everything, your stress levels. But what it does is it calculates everything, and the next day, like it gives you like a readiness score. So if your score is poor, that means you know that you're not ready for that day. So not to push yourself much, right? So it gives you that that gauge, like okay, maybe I shouldn't go for that workout. Maybe I should just do some meditation or just stretch. Maybe I should see if I can cancel some of the appointments I have today and literally give my, myself, my body, a break because I'm not ready. My, it's telling me my body's not ready for that today. When you have those measurables and, and are able to do things according to that and you follow that, you see a big difference because now you're not just doing it for the sake of doing it. You're getting like some sort of a data, like a data. People saying, like data. Yep. For people that can't listen to their body, you know, yes. it's like, no, you need to listen. Yeah. Here it is. Yeah, is is that. that, um, 
Do you have to pay a subscription for that? So yeah, they do have that. It's I think five ninety nine per okay. month now. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I my husband and I just we just got one, and so I'm super excited. Yeah, about that. But like awesome. my kids, they saw a video about me talking about this. I just had a five day challenge that I offer like twice a year, sometimes three times, and it's free to community. And I teach them every day. I teach them a different habit um, to incorporate. And one of the things I talk about is tools that you can use. And so my kids heard that video and literally they're like telling their friends at school. And I'm like, oh my God, they're, they're like listening and actually doing it. They started writing gratitude journals and they're so excited about it. They miss a few days. They're like, mommy, we have to make it up. We say it, but they want to write it down because they see me write it down. Mm-hmm. And so I love, you know, how it's like, I feel like I'm inspiring them, but they're inspiring me to do even more of that. I know, and they're so proud of you. Yeah, well, and you're and instilling such good habits into them at such a young age. Yeah, that's that's important. And I tell them, I said, look, when you meditate, when you're doing your gratitude journal, you are going to be in such a great shape mentally as you grow older. You'll be prepared for so many things that a lot of your friends are not going to be. Oh, they will. And maybe Which you can be the person to teach your friends. Maybe you'll be able to influence them. And that's just... Yeah, I, I love this. this I is love this that you so. said prepared because, you know, as a parent, you probably want to just protect your children from everything. You don't want any harm to come to them. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they're going to grow up and they won't have you anymore. So no. the most important thing you can do is just prepare them for that's what's it. to come. That's it. And it's the same thing with food too, right? So I get when I start to change the way I eat and then when I start wanted to do that for my kids and you know the whole family I had a lot of resistance not from my husband or my kids but other family members oh my gosh we've always eaten dairy we always how can you know but it was about sticking to it my kids don't care you know and they explain I I explained them it's like look I know you're you've always eaten yogurt but now we're gonna switch to this you always eat why mommy would you explain them the why and when you so prepare those things in a way that so tastes good. They don't care. And so that's, you made a great point. I want them to be prepared. At school, they eat normal pizza. They eat mac and cheese. But if at home I can prepare them and train them to eat what's the healthier version of that and still they enjoy it, mm-hmm. then as they grow up and they have to actually make those choices, they're going to be like, you know, I really don't mind. I'm okay with eating gluten-free dairy-free item versus the regular one yeah why because it really does make a difference i feel good after eating that and i've had that growing up so it's about creating that appreciation about this is okay it's not that oh gluten-free dairy-free it's got to be horrible right yeah i they're gonna be more open to trying new things too because i feel like so many adults who grew up eating the dairy version of mac and cheese they don't even want to consider another option yeah it's or just, it's like, try it. I don't understand people that won't just try food. Patrick, sometimes you're like that. He's like, I don't want to eat any of that. I'm like, just put it in your mouth. <laughs> or a lot of times, like, when I first started, I wouldn't even tell my kids. I oh, just yeah, I've try that before. It. How do you like it? Well, guess what? So my older one does not like tomatoes. He will eat salsa, but he does not like, he'll pick out tomatoes and from other foods. And I'm like, okay. So a lot of times what I'll do is I'll make it in a way it's wrapped up and I'll feed him. I know he's ten, almost 10, but I'll just, just for the sake of it, I'll distract him. And I say, take a bite, take a bite. Well, did you like it? Mommy, that was yummy. Well, guess what it had in there? <laughs> and you just say, it didn't kill you, did it? No. Right. Well, guess what? Now you're going to be eating the tomato. Yeah. It's just finding those ways. Okay, I guess so. It, I'll, I'll, I'll eat it, you know. Yeah. I'm not a super picky eater, so yeah. I'll pretty much eat anything, you know. I'm just like, I kind of just like food. Okay, so uh, before we run out of time, I did love this fun fact about yourself. You said that you love dancing, especially Bollywood dancing? Yes, I love Bollywood dancing. I don't know if so, I know what that is. Well, so it's like, um, I've done traditional courses, I guess, growing up, but I never finished the whole entire, you know, I guess, course of the traditional classical Indian dancing. Oh, okay. But because I had some of that knowledge or like I learned a few things from the few years I did attend, um, I've always loved dancing. So growing up, when my parents go out, I'll just have the stereo on all the doors closed, <laughs> blasting out, I'll just go all at it. I love dancing. So I remember in third grade, um, we had a talent show. And 
I'm the type of person I'll sign up for things that I don't even know. And I'm like, okay, I guess I guess I have to learn now. Yeah. So I signed up myself for a talent show and I was going to do a dance. And I tell my mom, he's like, mom, I signed myself up for a dance competition or for a talent. He's like, who's going to teach you the dance? He's like, well, I'll do it. And I won second place. And I'm like, yes, I got this. So from that, I just, I guess I, I call myself a self-taught Bollywood dancer. <laughs> so all the Indian movies have songs. They're musicals, right? So um, I just kind of understand what they mean, and I just dance. And I've done talent shows growing up since then, to even after I've had kids. I just haven't done it for a while in the past three, four years. Wow. But I'll get back on yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I love how you said But it's so much fun. I on stage. Yes. It's just something about... It gives you like an adrenaline rush. Yeah, yeah. I feel like dancing is medicine too. It is. Yeah, it just makes it's a stress relief, good. right? Yeah. <clears throat> I grew up in dance and I can attest to that. Yeah, yeah. Just go up there and just, I'll be nervous right before it, but as soon as I step on the stage, I'm like, yes, time to shine. Yeah. I mean, clearly I like to dance because I, I did several dancing fundraisers and, you know, um, I would, wouldn't say I'm a good dancer, but, you know, I'm, I'm decent. Yeah. Um, so how can people get in touch with you? What's the best way for, you said you have a website and I think you have an Instagram presence Instagram as well. Okay. And Facebook. Okay. Um, so my handle is at Excel, which is E-X-C-E-L mm-hmm. with Dr. Keta. Okay. D-R-K-E-T-A. Okay. Whether it's Facebook or Instagram, that's the handle. Okay. Um, they can also give me a call, 225-733-1500. Okay. And the best way, honestly, is to set up a discovery call. If you want to find out more about my programs, you know, just chat with me, you know. Um, It's a Calendly link, which is almost at the end of each of my posts. Yeah. Yeah. So, and if they go in my bio and Instagram, it's there too. Okay. That's awesome. Well, and I will tell you just from meeting her, she's not intimidating uh, listeners. So (laughs) if you're interested, just give her a call because, you know, I do think sometimes uh, medicine or doc, you know, it can be intimidating to yeah. people, especially if they've been th- through everything and they're, they kind of say, well, there is no hope. I'm never going to get better, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, um, go to her website for sure too. Yeah, I mean, thank you. I was on your website this morning and I watched your, uh, speech at Harvard. <sighs> yes. That was, I was extremely <clears throat> moved by it. That's my mom. Yes. That's, that's how I started. That's what got me to get into this field to like, uh, is emotional. Yeah, I love that. I love that you have such a great story that goes along with this too, and that you just can. You're, you seem so relatable to your patients, and just really want to help them, and very passionate and genuine. And it's very, it's very evident. Just you know, from talking to you, and even on our Instagram messages, I'll say she seems like lady messaged me this morning. She's like, I can't wait to meet her. When <laughs> you sent me your pictures this week, and they were so cute. Yeah, and I was like, I'm. It just got me so. She was also to a very you. compliant podcast guest. You know, yeah. checked in with us, made yeah. sure we were still on, answered the questionnaires, sent us pictures. <laughs> well, I expect that from my patients, so I have to also show the same. Practice what you preach, exactly. So. All right, Doctor Kenneth, thank you so much for being here today. We will definitely link all of you know how you can get in touch with her on the uh, podcast. And yeah, congratulations on what you're doing you. and helping so many people. And uh, again, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate that. I, I like I thoroughly enjoyed it so thank you ladies so much you're very thank welcome you. all right listeners we are out and we will be back next week probably for a catch-up episode bye, bye everyone bye.